Branch Brothers, the podcast is proudly sponsored by Black Bioorganic Glow. Okay, hello and welcome to this episode of Brunch Brothers, the podcast. We got food early. We got the food early. We're about to eat. My name is Ajani. I'm Samuel Williams. And we are going to be discussing the topic that I call a test. And um, it's really about looking at some of the biggest obstacles that we're currently facing at the moment. But the basis of the conversation is actually uh, a brunch that we had on Saturday, which was amazing. We had 12 brothers present, uh, aged between 10 years old up to 30 years old. We had people who are fathers, people who are not fathers, people from the road, people who are not from the road. We had actors, we had money people, we had children who go to school. It was really, really nice. And um, today we're going to just be going over uh, that whole event. Um, as always, shout out to Eds for capturing all the moments. Also, you know, big up to Eds because um, also that day he he was um, he was teaching a young lady how to handle the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, she's one of the kids that I look after. She's learning. Yeah. She's learning. That's right. And she asked me last week. After youth club, she said, Johnny, is there anything I can help with, like filming-wise or whatever? Uh, I said, absolutely. Come to brunch on Saturday. Um, and usually, our brunches are exclusively a male affair, but I thought we talk about how we love and protect and raise and, and guide our young queens where we can. So let's put action to the words. So we had this wonderful young lady there, and Ed's really took great care of her. I was watching him explain things, and he was just so attentive. And yeah, the guy makes a good teacher. So he's not just a great multimedia guy. He makes a great teacher as well. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's good for her as well as a young woman to have these benchmarks uh-huh. from young uh-huh. to kind of see how men can navigate and operate and know, okay, this mm. is a standard. That's it. I can accept. You That's mean? it. But when the bar set really low. I know. They, they, you know, the, when the bar's in hell, they you're right. When when the bars in hell, they accept demons. I agree. He's he's already started with the bars, hasn't he? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm a poet in my past life. The preacher. I know. I know. I know. Money. We're gonna get I'm, to that I'm gonna part. Start a church scene to make my bread. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I'm scamming all of you for hope. Listen, you're, you're just you're just you're just outlining the job description of a lot of people in this world who actually use um, those realms to just to just land their pockets. So yeah. let's not pretend, okay? They'll come at you with that scripture saying the Lord says, "Touch not my anointed ones." It's like, no, you're not anointed; you're a thief. <laughs> um, so let's let's just be okay with that. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in the studio today, we also have uh, Samuel's longtime friend, Jeffrey, who's come to visit us. What's going on, Jeffrey? Yeah, good to have you here, mate. I'm the owner of clapping. You're really uh, good I'm at trying, remembering names. You're really good at remembering names. Uh, yeah. Like, I just deeped it because I, I, I barely said his name. I didn't even say it loud or anything. I don't know. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... so um, yeah, Samuel has brought his bridge over. So welcome, brother. I was the only one clapping, by the way, because these men have pizza in their hands. Um, and and when they start chiming in about Saturday, that's when I'm going to chop life mm-hmm. and whatnot. 
Um, so cool. Let's start. Okay, wow. I'm, I'm, I've got to time this well because I'm, I'm going to need you to, to respond to what I'm about to ask now. <laughs> All right, cool. So Saturday, what are your what are your what what thoughts come to mind when we talk about when you think about what happened on Saturday? You started this. I'm hungry. <laughs> Yo, I can't lie. It was very moving. Yeah. It was very moving. From when I walked in, there was just love on the table. Everybody knew the set we was in. Yeah. Like if we saw the same brothers, literally just outside that building, uh-huh. they might be different. They'd be giving each other different kind of stares. I'm always not going to say that. But. A lot of people don't reciprocate. I'm saying, "Let me be a black man." This guy. But as soon as I walked in, it was hugs everyone, strangers. I don't know you, but we're all here because we're all united in what we believe in. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. I loved it. Sorry. I loved the space that was created, where you have so many young black men that put their trauma to the side. Mm. To engage with each other because mm-hmm. a lot of the time because because a lot of the time people compare how like white men engage with each other with strangers mm-hmm. and how black men engage with each other with strangers mm-hmm. and a lot of the time the main difference is just trauma mm-hmm. so then, and i felt that was a space where we all put our trauma to the side not we put our bad behavior because mm-hmm. it ain't that not bad people we just have a lot of trauma mm-hmm. we're constantly on our toes mm-hmm. we're constantly on our guard you know what I'm saying it's, it's something that we even gets reflected black women that you know I mean and yeah how they're treated and they're constantly on their toes they're constantly on their guard so they look aggressive they look you know what I mean yeah and yeah I felt that was a space where it was very enriching as we um put our trainers to the side so rather than have our traumas lead us mm-hmm. we kind of channeled out our traumas through our words yeah yeah we weren't our traumas yeah Yeah. um two of my favorite aspects of of the brunch on saturday um are a that i had the two of you by my side i've been doing these brunches for nearly five years now Mm. and um i was happy to do it by myself you know and it was one of those things where i felt the sense of duty you know, there was, there was definitely a channel in my brain that was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, are you serious right now? You want to bring a bunch of black men together who don't even know each other, who don't even leave their neighborhood. You want to bring them together for brunch. Most men don't even fill out with brunch. Like, they're just like, <laughs> get a food in it. I still don't really know what brunch is. <laughs> <laughs> I say it, but I don't really know what it is. But, but, food at any time, yeah, oh. You, the thing is, I don't know you eat food there. No brunch is basically. It's I used to think it was an actual meal. I thought there was a meal like a. No, it's just the, it's just it's typically the time of day it's had. So it's basically between breakfast and lunchtime. So that's what's called brunch. Oh, it's happening. What's no. that? Like eleven a.m. Yeah, something like that. And the, just, but the just thing when was, you missed the McDonald's breakfast. That's it. <laughs> but with, but with with the brunch here, it's like you know it can start then, but when it go, it can just go and go mm. and go. I don't think there's a threshold to say, oh, that's enough. That's enough brunch now. So anyway, two of my favorite things, um, the things that stood out was A, having you guys there because as much as I was happy to do Brunch Brothers by myself for all those years, um, to just know that the magic that we create in this room every single week was with us on Saturday, you know, and of course having Ed's there. So it was a seamless, we just basically took what we do here and then moved it a lot over kind of thing and then shared it out amongst more people. So I love that. The second thing that I loved 
is the fact that um, we had those really young boys present to listen in and also to chime in. And I witnessed two of the boys who I can tell you, um, when I first started working with them, were difficult boys. Mm -hmm. Difficult, difficult boys. But not only to hear them speak, but to hear them speak in detail about what their thoughts were on the test, mm. you know, and then I gave that anecdote about the, you know, the ash or the gold, and, and I said, pick one, you know, and I said, you know, you can hit a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that came to me when I was on the phone to Ed's, when I was crying my eyes out because, you know, life was heavy and that happens. <laughs> you know, I called Ed's and I was like, I'm heavy today. I was like, I'm just heavy today, man. And, I, and you know, all the whole family thing and, you know, the, the emergency trip and, just also as well thinking to myself, I'm supposed to turn out a meal for like 16 people mm. feeling how I'm feeling right now. But then also dealing with the fact that I didn't feel like canceling. Mm. There was no part of me that felt like canceling. I just knew that I had to get through this. So when I was on the phone to Ed, the downloads started coming in. And then that whole thing, let me just read it real quick actually um, for the listeners, because I don't want you to, I don't want it to just be like a vague um, anecdote that, that you hear about. Let me get there. Yeah, I'm about to chomp into. Is anyone trying to see this pizza? Why? What is it? Chicken. Vegan too. Trying to chicken. Everyone's everyone's reluctant. No, I'm I, I, I'm I'm not even reluctant. I'm absent. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I, mean, I, I tried it. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason today, I kept thinking, why is the cheese full like this? Mm. And then you realized. Mm. What's it saying? You just tried it now. No, that's what confused me, the fact that I've tried it before. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was no like regard. Why can't so such today a I was eating it and I was like, the cheese feels different. This is Magino. For some reason. Yeah, the cheese is less cheese. cheese. It's not and cheese. it's more chewy. Yeah, because it don't melt. Like it's like says. melted plastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what it's like? It's like trying to melt the cheese on a Big Mac. You know how it just gets warm and, and just yeah, droops? Nah, they don't melt. I think you said before, the Iceland pizzas. Yeah, yeah the, the Iceland pizzas. The cheese still stays the, straight. The, the, the cheese, <laughs> bro, even if you burn them, the cheese will <laughs> like shreds. All right, guys, I've got it now, yeah? So I said, I said to the group um, on Saturday, I said, you're not the only one. Your neighbor is in the fire too. Whether they show it or even know it, the heat is on and it burns us all. What will this heat do? Will you turn to ash like burnt wood? Or will you glimmer like the purest gold refined in a furnace? It's hot either way, so pick one. And when I said that, it was to say that in life you're going to have a struggle. And it, there's no, there is no life without struggle. And I think it's important for people to understand that. Um, you just have to be able to be smart enough to understand what you're going to get out of the struggle. Or shall I say what you're trying to get after that struggle and that would inf that should influence your decisions so i said that around the table and the older guys really more led into the what's your what's your test what's your big challenge um, question and then the younger kids led in more into the um the ash and the gold mm -hmm. anecdote um and so there were two particular kids two 13 year old boys who were able to just outwardly say that <laughs> if it was not for spaces like this and projects like this I would be out on these roads. One of the young ones, I won't say his name for safeguarding purposes, but one of the young ones, he literally said, I'll be dead or in prison. Yeah. I'll be I dead or in prison. Oh, 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 and he said, As a first thing I remember. Yeah. He's like, bro, that's mad deep. You know, 
Right, right, and then, and, he, and he also said that if he wasn't doing this project, that he'd be um probably running drugs. Yeah, he did say that. And so, and to hear that, it's like wow. And then this other kid, you know, who uh he was put into the prude system from young, um, from when he was still in primary school, and when he was able to break down that, actually, he started acting up when he lost his grandmother when yeah. he was five, right? And instead of the system, and I've touched on this before, about how black children are treated in the educational system. Now, instead of being treated as a child who is bereaved of his dear grandmother, he was treated like a problem. Thank you. And as a result of it, he's ended up in this system that he's now having to fight himself out of. But he, when he said that, you know, it doesn't matter how hard it is, I'm still gold. Ah! I said, wow, yeah. that blew me away. Um, I want to break this so I can give the, the box to Ed. Can you can you help me please? Because I want to break this so that we can split the pizza. Johnny, you want a vegan slice? No, I'm okay, thank you. No, wait, bro. I know. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, I tested me. I'm alright. Have you tried a vegan pizza? I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, bro. Tick, tick, tick. Because you can't wait for me because otherwise <laughs> it'll be cold pizza. No, I don't want a vegan slice, so. Nice. Like vegans only for you. Last time when I got, I got a large, large vegan. I was like, <laughs> I was like, it just can enjoy this. He boxed the whole thing by himself. I was happy. I was like, good mm. go to waste. Did they Yeah. What? You got the little vegan farm large? It's just like an extra pound or something. I think I'm thing. I'm gonna bring down the large. Oh, that's nice. Mmm. You should check the veggie option next time. Yeah. Yeah. I got you veggie last time. I think the veggie was. So you touched on your test, which was, you know, the fact that you got you got a child, mm-hmm. and you're trying to be better for him. Yeah, man, talk talk us through this. Just in terms of, I'm a, I've said this before. I sort of as well. And see now I'm in a space where I've got a little. I'm doing it. You're gonna be watching me. The way I carry myself, I just have to be aggressive, self-development, aggressive mm-hmm. because everything he sees in me, I try to take out the masks he sees, mm-hmm. the baby, and it's excessive. He's watching it all, he's mm-hmm. watching it all. So for me, the test is every single day, am I better than myself? Am I doing my life? Mm-hmm. It's tough, it is tough. You have your days where you just and now he's re- he's at that stage now where he's really comprehending things around him and asking questions yeah. to talk talk to us about some of the questions you're getting asked every single day man it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's good i'm a quiet person like naturally but he takes after his mouth all my day <laughs> <laughs> He's all my days to let us know he's tired of the mum. And now he's getting tired of this one. Sorry to throw you under the bus. Then I put to the world, so he's always asking questions about everything. Everything. But me, like, when I grew up around the aunties, the aunties, back home, just, you see, 
That's it. Nah, I mean, so it's probably the reason why I'm now naturally quiet. Being there. Yeah, man, I like that he can express himself. I don't want to suppress him. When you ask questions, I try my best to give as detailed an answer as possible. Uh-huh. Okay. You can't comprehend it, you break it down again. You can't yeah. comprehend that, you break it down again. I don't dumb nothing down for it. Mm, I don't just show him off. You keep explaining to you, goes, ah. Oh. <laughs> Bro, the other day, then he told me, ah. Oh. I love to be vegetarian as well. <laughs> but my friend told me in chicken, there's a lot of vitamins. I was like, cool. We sat down, piece of paper, wrote it all down. But there's a chicken that's vitamins, bro. Cut out the middle, man. Don't get the tops. All of that. Yeah. And then he understood it without a Go, little man. So he's always, he's always testing me. He's always keeping me in my mm-hmm. and These kids are testing him, man. Like, Chicken. <laughs> 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 He's like, what? My, no, daddy, no. my daddy said that it's got. Nah, it's no, got no. vitamins in it. <laughs> it's got vitamin C. <laughs> Take this. <laughs> nah, that's gonna be stress. I'm already telling you, that's your choice. I'm already telling you, that's your choice. These are my reasons. That is unlike the fatherhood we knew. <laughs> All of us in this room. Man, I'm inherit all my beliefs. <laughs> inherit my Jesus. Inherit my diet. Inherit my <laughs> inherit my hypocrisy. Inherit it all. Hmm. <laughs> and you would have to fight that off, and then work out your own opinion mm-hmm. later. <laughs> Having to go through the ordeal of unlearning unfounded lifelong lessons. Five. Oh my God. Mm-mm. It's actually it's actually a scam, you know. We've been robbed. We've been <laughs> robbed of our personal development. <laughs> Let me tell you something, right? I I don't know. I think truly, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's there's a certain grace that's living inside me because my dad, yeah. <laughs> not only was he like this boss, yeah, mm-hmm. like he walks in the room and commanded like all kinds of respect and power and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But now the man's dead, yeah. Right, and like things are beginning to unfold and unravel. Mm. I don't know. Maybe one day I'm gonna go ape and just bust everything with my baseball bat because I'm learning. Hold on a minute. You taught me this and taught me this and taught me this and taught me this, and then mm. now that you're dead, I'm now discovering this and this and this and this and this. Mm. What kind of mess? That's why. But my mom. <laughs> what are you talking about? You talking about hypocrisy? Yes. Oh. My. So he's teaching you like. He he taught me like amazing life lessons, Mm -hmm. amazing life lessons, right? And then, but then now I'm looking at certain like grand scheme things, decisions that he made, and I'm like, bro, like you never lived by your code. You didn't live by your code, you know. Mm. And that's a very, very, very tough pill to swallow. Mm. It's a very tough pill to swallow because actually now you're gonna do that thing that us as Africans have been told to never do, to chat your parents. Mm. But really, it's an observation. Because I'm out here, and then now I'm watching myself turn into a hypocrite. And I'm watching myself be entitled within my hypocrisy. Are you mad? Mm. That has to come from somewhere. Yeah. So now I'm having to, like, not only, like, you know, unlearn to, to relearn, but now I'm having to, number one, be upfront with all the people I'm a hypocrite to. I'm like, by the way, I realize that mm. I'm a hypocrite. And <laughs> then... By the way. <laughs> and then, not because if they find out I'm a hypocrite without my admission, mm. then I'm a Mm. We're not doing that. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> We're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my next task is I now have to unlearn that hypocrisy, mm. right? So 
And yeah. you're okay with sharing some of the hypocrisy and things mm. and moments. Mm. No, it's cool. No, I can. I can. No, let's do it. All right, cool. So, for example, you know, I like I like to party with Mary Jane every now and again, yeah. But if I was to see one of like my teenage kids like doing that on the inside, I'd, I'd go ape. On the inside, I'd actually go ape. And my reasoning would be that. First of all, I was in my 20s when I first ever did any of that. And secondly, you don't even know who you are yet while you're doing that. But the fact of the matter is, toxicity is toxicity. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter how old you are. Yeah. Right. So, and I get that. Mm-hmm. So, I've had to speak this out. I get you. Right. So, I've had to speak this out to my kids and be like... And you, and you use that age as a way of separating mm-hmm. the events. Mm-hmm. And to justify it. Mm-hmm. That's what? Yeah, yeah. My uncle. When I did that, I was blah. Do you know what I mean? When my uncle was getting married about 16 years ago, 15 years ago, he getting married, yeah? And him and his, at the time, fiance had just had a baby. And I said to my mum, Mummy, you told me that you'd kill me if I brought a girl home pregnant without marrying her. Uncle so-and-so, just had a baby you lot are rejoicing and throwing towels in the air and having the best time what's going on oh you know because he's grown up now and you know he's moment he's mature now i was rolling my eyes all the way back Mm. and it was not pleasure Mm. i was like wow the hypocrisy Mm. and so when i when i when i be hypocritical i think of that moment Mm. where my family literally lived and breathed or oh, continue to. <laughs> <laughs> to you know live and breathe hypocrisy so also as well i think there are so many negative connotations to 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 you know admitting that you're not moving correct you know about a particular thing because think about how liberating it is for all the people who know that they're hypocrites deep down but they do everything they can to tell themselves a different story yeah so actually i think there's there's great liberation um, it's not it's not a noble thing to do. I just think it's normal. Like it's kind of like don't clap for the birds flapping their wings kind of thing because mm. it's what they're supposed to do. Mm. So owning our Ayo! is what we're supposed to do. Mm. So when it comes to um, learning um, a new way of like parenting and just how to be a guide, what Idris is de- excuse me, what Idris is describing as how he like you know deals with his child is something unlike any man in this room knows we don't know that like we we don't we didn't experience that you know um and i guess it is what it is samuel you touched on your test being you know the the, the, the battle against complacency and and comfortability mm-hmm. do you want to touch on that for the for the audience please uh, yeah huh? i like that one a lot um yeah i was i was, I was thinking I was having that people's battles and I was just thinking that like, what's my real battle because like my real battle that I'd have been able to share I kind of gone past it mm-hmm. so I was like digging right and I, I don't know it was, it was one of them things where it almost felt like I had nothing to say or give like I was like I ain't really got anything and then I realized it's because I'm looking for bad mm. do you know what I'm saying like, mm. I'm, I'm looking for What's really like bad in my life right now? And I was like, I was actually okay with just saying 
that it's not that right now and it's more about trying to stay away from that and mm-hmm. trying to maintain what I have built up it's like it's okay if things are going well or going okay like it's okay to just accept moments where you know what I'm saying it's not because it's not easy but it's not like, oh, like, do you mm, know what I mean? It's not mm. deflating and all of that kind of stuff. Like, and that's even in res- even with the events I've experienced recently, I'm still in a very good space. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because of the foundations of my life right now. So the foundations of my life allow bad events to just be bad events, and then they come and go. Mm-hmm. They come and go. So mm-hmm. even when they come, I'm still in a good space, but I have a bad event. Mm. But when my foundations are rocky and it's like a bit blurred or I know there's certain things I really need to get out or address and it's really, really hindering certain things, then it doesn't matter if bad events are coming and going. I still feel, it still feels rocky, it still feels bad. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I think for me, I was trying to work out why don't I feel like that? Even though recently I had my big situation mm-hmm. and I don't feel rocky or bad, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I realize it's because of my foundations that my foundations aren't rocky like that. And um, so I was just speaking about not wanting to um, get complacent mm-hmm. and start falling off in my personal development, in mm-hmm. my growth, mm-hmm. and not feel like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm in tune with my sensitivity enough. Yeah, yeah, I communicate enough. Oh, yeah. I, like just feeling like I've done enough and then mm. what happens is I may not necessarily regress but I could get left behind or I could get overlapped to what I'm saying yeah 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 so it's like I don't want to go back but there's certain things that you can acknowledge oh just I'm not gonna go back like sometimes you standing still feels good enough because you're not going back mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying because it's effort to constantly move forward so Sometimes we can get complacent where we don't go back, we just stay still. And that happened with my younger sister. I remember she was very advanced for her age and she constantly heard it and she constantly saw how she was like ahead in many ways to her brother who's two years ahead of her. And she got complacent and she's not advanced and ahead for her age now mm-hmm. at 21, mm-hmm. the way she was when she was five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, right. eleven years old. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and not to mention all of the the sort of the, the barrage of putting down that girls go through more than boys as well. Mm. So I can imagine the impact mm. of like the over compliments and then also the dredging of the world mm. must have really dug some deep wounds for, for the for the sister. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm saying watching that is like another like, reminder to me mm. not to stand still. Do you know what I mean? Because it was crazy because she, she didn't even realize that she was getting left behind. Well, how could she if, she was, if she's only ever heard the majority of yeah, one message? Yeah, I had to like sit down and break, like, break down to her why she's kind of a hey, person at the time. time. Like, last year, <laughs> Our family's gonna listen to this and be like, these boys, man. Like, <laughs> that's dope, though, that you can sit down with your family and have this conversation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was an interesting conversation because she she constantly, like, we have an eight year gap, right? Mm-hmm. And she constantly 
almost tries to work out why I'm smart than her. How stupid! Oh, like, like she she constantly tries to compete with me intellectually, right? Which I find so irritating because because anyone else will say something that's correct, and she's like, "Oh yeah, fair enough." Yeah, not me. Even if she's wrong and she knows she's wrong, she will argue it. And I didn't know she knows she's wrong. I think this girl's a that f- idiot. Like, uh, you're an uh, idiot. Uh, uh. <laughs> you're arguing with me, and like clearly this is. And what happened was we had a heart to heart, and she was telling me that it was similar to what your ex did to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said to her, I was breaking down to her like what she was doing, mm. and she was like, "Oh yeah, I know I'm wrong, but I just don't like that." You're, she's like, "I'm usually the smartest one around people." And then you come in the room and I don't like that. You go central. Yeah. And then I was telling her, but that's okay. Like, don't you want to learn from people? Don't you want to? And she was like, yeah, like, I know. Sometimes when you said, like, for instance, when blah, 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 I knew I was wrong. I knew you were right. But I don't know. I couldn't help myself. I had to keep arguing and arguing. And, and you know, I, I've never gone. No, I said to her that that's not okay. Like, you, should st- you shouldn't be doing that. And she goes, uh, well, it's because you're the oldest. Like, you have to deal with it. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Like any, a lot of things. When I dress it with her, she she'd be like, "Well, you're oldest. You have to deal with the responsibility." Like if I'm saying, "Yo, you need to do this or this or that," and she's like, "No, you're the eldest. It's, it's your problem." That's gonna bite her in the ass one day. That, I, that's why I say she's a person. Yeah. Okay. I mean, was I don't know now. I'm not around her like that. Yeah. But my last memory of her isn't great. I don't really feel think highly of her. Right. Okay. As a person. Right. Do you know what? I don't feel. I don't don't think. I don't think she's a bad person, but I don't think highly of her. No, you don't have to like, like explain Mm -hmm. because I'm pretty sure everyone in here understands exactly what you're talking about. It's just that when you when we hear it out loud, it's like bombs are dropping everywhere because you know, for instance, I had a really. very honest exchange with my older brother last week and you know i'm not a fan of of how he 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 chooses to communicate and i'm not a fan of the constant criticism and then having to to address it respectfully and the respect is is based on the premise of seniority and hereditary order as opposed to is it as in you're supposed to follow him I'm supposed I'm supposed to even like I'm supposed to like be super respectful towards him. Yeah. Um and there's this whole like conversation about position position and you know him being the firstborn, my mom's mm. firstborn and whatnot. Mm. Um and for years this position talk has been happening and especially since my dad died, like it's come up so much. And last week I just kind of had enough, not even kind of had enough, I absolutely had enough. And I had to just say, look man, like nobody wants your position. <laughs> um, no, nobody's just competing against you. Nobody hates you, you know. Mm. Um, so, sort of the whole self pity thing kind of has to end, um, and this whole demanding of respect has to stop. You have to earn it. Mm. Um, I was a lot more mean, by the way, in my text. I'm not. Ch- I'm just trying to be as. Yeah. <laughs> you, you hit the nail on the head, though. Yeah, and and so so it is okay to not necessarily think highly of a person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunate that we've put our feelings high above the, the, the value of facts. Mm. And um, the fact is, I've said it before, 
I am I'm riddled with imperfections. Today I've, t I've touched on my own hypocrisy. And I don't do it again as a virtue signal. It's just who Ayo. I am, man. And it's not who I am as in like, oh yeah, just take it or leave it. I'm working on it. So if you're going to come and talk to me about the kind of person I am, A, um, if I make change and I make growth, say something because actually if we're that closely related, you're gonna just stop, you're just gonna be tearing me down. Right? That's number one. Number two, if you're gonna be telling me about growth and how I should talk and how I should be behave or whatever, and trying to like sort of make me know my place, quote unquote, then I wanna know that you're pushing for something in your life. Mm. And I've never seen that. Mm. And you know, it doesn't count when what you have to show for is stuff that, you know, you know like when you when you give a kid a um, a coloring book, you know, like a dot to dot, and the, and if you when you connect the, the numbers together, it creates this amazing image. And then there's like a code on the side that tells you which color to put in which space. So when it's done, you look like you're like if you know if you can draw within lines, you look like a genius, you know. But really, truly, mummy gave you dot to dot with numbers in the guide, mm. and that's what it feels like for some people that I that I've grown up around that they were given this dot to dot, and then when they can show this picture, excuse me, that from a distance looks decent and then you step closer and you're like yeah. <laughs> you did dot to dot what's, what's interesting is when you're speaking about your brother highlighting that he's the eldest you know that's something i've learned not only being the eldest but watching those that are the eldest that i don't think you're not really like that yeah. is when they do the whole the guy that isn't the alpha male constantly saying you're the alpha male like if if you're if you have that command and presence, you're not going to tell people, I have command and presence. Right. Hey, look at me. Hey, I'm talking to you. You're not going to need to do any of that. Mm. Everyone knows it. They even have to tell you, yo, you're an alpha. Like, you like, I swear, like, I just speak to you. Like, you won't even clock it. Uh -huh. And I'm telling you, I have no, every eldest that has to highlight, he's the eldest is a fraud. <laughs> he's a fraud. No, you're not. You're not. Because there's no way... There's no way you have to tell someone, yo, listen to me, I'm, eld I'm the eldest. We've so what kind of eldest have you been? I don't even know if I'm using the right language saying eldest, but what kind of eldest have you been uh, that you have to highlight and tell someone you need to respect me because I'm your eldest? Then no, they don't need to respect you. If that's the reason to respect you, then you're not respectable. Like how, I'm not, you know, respectable. How respectable are you uh, that you're saving grace? Is your is your birth position? Is your age, not not your character, not the way you speak, not these things where it's like yo, he's talking. I want to hear what he has to say. Yeah, yeah. Not because he's the eldest, but because of his character and who he is. And you're telling me, a brother has to tell you, I'm the eldest. Not really. I've 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 crossed I've crossed a particular threshold in my life now, where. It's not to say I don't care about these people because mm -hmm. I do deeply. <laughs> but what what I've arrived at now is that I have been forced onto a fork in the road that every man is forced onto, which is the road of okay, this is the part where you're either going to live authentically one hundred percent, or you're going to carry down, carry on down, you know, the lane of lies, yeah, that that makes up a lot of what you believe and what you think life should be and how you think life should be and how you should relate to people and how you should communicate with people and how every time your phone rings, you must answer it. You must respond by this time. If you give, if someone has seen two blue ticks, you know, you should, you should 
ASAP, get back, you know, and so many things that I'm like, no, 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 that's not for me, that's not for me, that's not for me. And what also happens to not be for me is that hereditary um, craving and execution of force power. Mm. And, you know, and like you said, if you've got that going on for you, mm. you don't have to say anything about it. Mm. So, I'm. Can I say something? I was in my two tips and all of that. Something I've learned and noticed as well, yeah, is if you've got family, yeah, family members, and they message you, sometimes you need some time and space before you reply. Yeah? Uh-huh. <sighs> Not saying you don't like them, uh-huh. but I'm trying to find a way to articulate this uh-huh. in a right and like a nice way. But when you've got a family member you really respect, admire, and care about, Regard, like when when you see a message or they message you, you don't roll your eyes, you don't. Uh-huh. The fatigue goes. You know what I mean? It's, it almost feels like that first love or that crush when your crush messages you, and it's like you you just want to reply. You know what I mean? Even uh-huh. if your phone pings off and you see it's their name, you're thinking, let me quickly finish yeah, what I'm yeah, doing. Let yeah. me go message my darling. Do you know what I mean? I, hand on the heart. If or besides the young one, uh-huh. my other two siblings uh-huh. and my mum, if they message me. Uh-huh. I don't ever feel I need to wait a bit or any. I'm saying, yeah, but I'm saying my experience with my youngest sibling, Mm -hmm. if she messages me, I'm in no rush. Mm. I'm in no rush. And you're forgetful already. I'm so (laughs) so that's gonna be (laughs) big. I'm in no rush. But here's the thing: that separation I couldn't make until I thought she was a dead. Right. Does that make sense? Right. Because before I started to dislike her as a person. It was the same with her. So I couldn't even grasp the concept of kind of, not gra- no, I couldn't grasp the concept, but I never experienced ha- like having a family member that you kind of just need, like it's like ah, later, do you know what I mean? Or maybe not now. And it was with her where I didn't have that absolute admiration or oh, that feeling oh. the way I do for my two si- other siblings oh. and my mom. Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, from that kind of, and, and you know, when I have these thoughts, I, I just, that's why I get, sometimes people get random, like, questions from me on WhatsApp, so I'll ask them, like, how do you feel about it? How quickly do you respond to your mum? How quickly do you respond? I'd rather, I'd be doing my primary research. <laughs> how quickly do you respond to it? I'd be, I'd be, alright, cool, she said, see you in one month. I'm, I'm, and who, who's your favourite? Who do you not like? And bruv, there was a pattern. Yeah. Their least favourites were the ones that's like, oh, I'll answer course, it later. And you gotta ask yourself, how many family members make you feel like that? How many family members do you have? How many friends do you have where when they message you, you have the energy, you suddenly have the energy. Unless like it's something big in your life, in general, it, it gives you energy. Like you have the energy to reply. You may have loads of chats, but when you see theirs, you have the energy to reply to them. You suddenly have the capacity. How many family members do you have the energy to reply to and how many family members do you not? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For me, I feel it's, 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 it's a nice little kind of numerical gauge to the ratio of, 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 of people you gravitate and connect with in your family and you don't. Because we inherit family. They're not, yeah, yeah. They're not automatically made for us. They're not automatically ideal for us. They're we not inherit more... relatives. Yes. This is what I say. We inherit relatives. Not, not, not all of them are your family. They're really not. They're really, really not. Mm. And and we have to be very clear on that. You know, it's a person who will take 
money off you to who will say, oh yeah, I can go buy this car park for you for cheap. Give me the money, right? And then what they'll do is they'll go and siphon mm-hmm. a, a, the majority of that money mm-hmm. and then bring you like a mm-hmm. part or just tell you stories. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, now you then, mm-hmm. right? Oh, you can't, come on, come on, you can't be like that. We're family. Mm-hmm. No, you're a relative who is a thief. Yeah. Because the real one will say, I'll give you the number of the person. I'll take you to the place. I'll take you to the place. I'll, I'll introduce you to, you to the next time. I'll give you, the number. you roll down there, you just mm-hmm. tell them I sent you. Yeah. They'll sort you out nice. Yeah, and you're not going to get your money siphoned. Yeah, the finesse ones. No, 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 I'll do it for you. I'll do it yeah, for long, you. long, uh-huh. long. Mm-hmm. And 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 there are people like that, and people, who, and then they'll be like, oh, you know, you've got to understand, you know, life is tough. I know life is tough. I know life is actually. Um, I'm, I'm, I've been doing this. I've never guessed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 I really didn't know. You know, um, because wow. I think I think to myself like, there's so many. <laughs> there's so many like life instances where one could have really done a madness on certain people but i just thought to myself mm, but what do i rate more this little like grift if you like or the friendship and, and the brotherhood that comes from it yeah grift. yeah like to you know grifters like they'll take from other people you know okay yeah get grifters yeah, okay. it's, 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 it's like finesse, but it's quite it's quite a, an aggressive way of finessing a person. Oh, is it? Yeah, like grifters, they don't come for the small fish. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never heard grifter before. <laughs> Sorry, my brother, is there spare liquid? Though? Absolutely, hey, spare liquid. <laughs> <laughs> liquid, liquid. Come on, man. <laughs> so, so you know, just just to dial back, you know, um, I really, I really was moved by your notions about um, avoiding complacency, you know, overcomfortability, stagnation, which is the word that Idris used. Um, for me, I don't know what it's like to look back on a year, like you know, sort of like from birthday to birthday. I don't know what it's like to look back on a year and I still be in the same place. And actually, it's my, it's my probably my biggest nightmare. Probably my biggest nightmare to wake up on my birthday next year and for me to still be in any way where I was the previous year. I, it, it, it makes me sick to my stomach. But I owe that, that tenacity and that drive partly, not entirely, partly, because most of it comes from watching my parents be hardworking people who affect many lives but then some of that drive also comes from me watching people who were given the world and they did nothing with it Mm. and then they and then they'll make an excuse as well that's the part where i'm like cool like i'm now mad what do you mean they'll make an excuse no as in like people who are given the world yeah Mm. and then they do nothing with it okay people are given the world and and then and then when you say to them but you had everything. Mm. You could have done this, 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 and then they tell you stories and they make excuses. That's the part where I get mad because I'm like, oh, because you, you've officially begun to take me for. Yeah. And for somebody who's had to grind the way I've had to be grinding and continue to grind, you know, it's it's a no go. I don't have room for excuse makers. It's it's yeah. Do you know it's though it's hard. It is hard trying to channel grit and determination when you haven't needed it growing up when you haven't needed it because things are already handed to you and you already have 
have things. I think what happens it's like is... a double-edged sword sometimes when mm. when you're given yeah. when you're given things and you haven't had to work for it because it's almost like you, you do an exam or test or, or or something let's say with maths and they just give you the answer like without the workings out you're never going to be able to do it yourself yeah like you're never going to be able to do it till you know the formula to work it out to get that result yourself someone yeah. can give you the result yeah but you'll never be able to work it out yourself without the formula and i feel like sometimes like when people are handed things or given things they're just given the answer they're not given the formula so they've got the answer but if it's time to come up with the answer themselves they're going to struggle because they don't know how to do it themselves but you know, do you know the thing is right when i was born you already know that you know the story like you know born into like all kinds of opulence and lavishness and whatnot yeah and one could say one could argue that that start could have been a crippling factor for me right because there are things that i had at a very young age that most kids did not have mm -hmm. okay um i don't know many other black boys who went to a private flying school at the age of 12. private flying school i have to emphasize the private because you can do it with air cadets yeah but before i ever went air cadets it was a private situation what and because the weather in this country is so unreliable, like if it was a sunny, sunny day or whatever, the, the school would call and say, can you come flying? So in this miss, country? In this country, so I'd miss school. Oh, I thought you meant back home. No, here, here, here. So I would go do that. And so it's easy to assume that I could have turned into like this entitled, grabalicious, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me type of person, mm. right? Because while I'm flying in the UK, I've got my two horses in Zimbabwe, mm. right? And all kinds of stuff. But then while all those things dwindled away over the years, one by one, bit by bit, and the money dwindled away, bit by bit, and the flying school turned into going to air cadets mm. and all those things, something in me was like, okay, so I know it's real. Mm. I know it's achievable. I know it can be done. I don't know where on God's green earth to start. And to make matters worse, I don't even have papers that acknowledge that I'm an entity in this country. Mm. Where do I begin? Right? I did a paper round when I was 12 years old. I washed dishes in a nursing home at 15. And then they start getting really tight on like immigration measures. The last job I had was in like a kid's play center cleaning the, the, the slides and packing shoes and wiping vomit and whatever, washing dishes again. I was 16 years old. Mm. I was. I did not get another job until I was 21. Mm. And that's not because I didn't want one, but because it was illegal. I did. I did like clean toilets and things for cash in hand, and I just used that money to go studio. Mm. Because for me, I was. How do you go through all that and not sell drugs, fam? You did well, fam. <laughs> I'd have been in a trap, ASAP. Hey, Ain't no way I couldn't legally. What? And I, I'm looking for a job, and you man saying I can't work. Cause that's why man's get remanded. Cause you come out of jail, they say you can't work. Right, cool. <laughs> right. I know what I can do. <laughs> so, um, and I, I've always said, you know, I'd have made a fabulous drug dealer because they wouldn't have suspected me. <laughs> 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 but 
Um, <laughs> he always smirks to himself when he says it. It's like, it's like he's living a lifestyle in his head. He's like, five years, he might even try it. Yeah. Maybe his kids will be the mules. But you know, I already, like deep down, I knew it's like, that's not my life. Mm. That's not my life. It's, it's just not. And I knew about the ash and the gold from early. Mm. I watched people burning to ash around me. I watched adults burning to ash around me mm. over the gold that my parents worked for. Mm. You know, burning themselves, becoming hateful, bitter, cruel, conniving, underhanded. You know, and it was really. For me, a lesson to say, okay, cool. As long as I have breath in my lungs and I've got that, that beat in my heart, I am going to go to work and get mine in them. And, you know, worst case scenario, if I don't get to enjoy the fruits myself, someone was watching. Mm. Someone was inspired. No one's going to turn on and say like, oh, this guy waited to inherit his father's legacy mm. or waited for his mom to divide up this, this, this and that. In order, you know, no one can say that about me. Um, and actually, no one can ever say that I've waited for somebody else to complete a thing for me. I asked for help, absolutely. Absolutely, I asked for help, for sure. Which is something I learned how to do recently, like, like a couple of years ago. Mm. Before, I would just be doing shit, and if I, if I fall flat on my face, then I'd just be like all down in the dumps until I could pick myself back up and move forward. But now, things have changed. So, anyone who possesses a, a certain level of like, You will, you will respect me because of my age or someone who makes me feel like oh you know i i tolerate you and the way that you are well, like what <laughs> you know someone's silence because of because they are the silence towards me because they understand me is different than someone who's silent because you know they're doing me a favor by withholding their opinion mm-hmm. yeah i i actually too old guys i'm too old to 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 succumb to that sort of ideology and some people will take will say to me that oh you know you'll reap what you sow rare 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 whatever as far as i'm concerned i've been reaping some good harvest lately because with what we've got going you reap what you saw in terms of how you speak to elders yeah and especially because of like some of the stuff i said last week brother here's the thing yeah Here's the thing. Play some holy music. <laughs> no, big man thing, yeah. If you're a Ayo. and a youngin sees you as Ayo. and they say youngin, you see me as Ayo. the karma is gonna come back to you where a youngin is gonna see you as Ayo. it's like yeah, if I'm a Ayo. like you, yeah, if I'm a Ayo. like you, I'm just thinking about. So if you carry yourself correctly, right. there ain't no karma that's meant to come to you. Right. But if you carry yourself the way they do, then, you, then then there is that karma if that person also doesn't abide to their code, yeah. which enables them to be Ayo. Yeah. That code just enables them to be Ayo. Yeah. God, you're gonna have lots of sensory to do on this mm-hmm. one. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> No, it's not just you, it's me as well, because I'm just like, I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit raggy right now. I'm just like, listen, man, I've been, I've been, we've been what's it been, five weeks back, well, you've been, you've been back for four weeks. I've been back at school for five weeks, man. Like, you know, this is the end of 
No, this is the end of week six. Christ our Lord. Like, it's the end of week six. Uh, and, and it's been full capacity the whole six weeks. It's not like as if we had, like, you know, maybe 100 kids in one day. Then two. No, no, no. Like, it's been full on from the beginning of the term. And it's been all kinds of juggling balls of fire. And it's been mad. It's been mad. Okay. So, actually, I am so ready for half term. I am so ready. Um, teachers, yeah, they actually go through a lot, you know. Oh my god! As an adult, when you actually hang with a teacher, you're like, raw, like your no, job you is not easy Listen, because I, I, it comes with residual. Like you don't go home and can just shake off work. Like them, some of them kids will ruin your mood. <laughs> 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 my friend, yeah, my her mood was ruined over at what a kid said at like ten a.m. Yeah, nine ten a.m. It's like seven p.m. Yeah. She's like not feeling right because yeah. of that. Yeah. This is the thing. There's a couple of kids that I, that I can think of. Like a 25 minute conversation with one of these boys will actually zap me. Yes, it will zap me. Like energy done. Just just a 20, 20 minute conversation will, will, will zap me. Um, what is it about it that's that's draining? Um, These struggles might be difficult because I was younger. But I want to take my energy, I'm not shy. I work with kids who, a couple of them, know that they're on some bullshit, mm. but then they will counter at they'll counter my, my my points again and again and again. Even when they can hear, like you can see that the child knows that he's on he's talking rubbish, mm-hmm. yeah, and he's there making excuse after excuse, reason after reason, defense after defense, all because he doesn't want to be vulnerable. Okay, cool. We're gonna do this exercise. Yeah, what's the point? What's the point? What for? Before, alright, cool. So tell me about this, this, this. I don't know. And the thing is, because they've been vulnerable before, I know it's possible. But because it's now getting to, into those realer realms, they're like, I'm not going there. Or another child who will get dressed in his school uniform, and then will he'll decide, actually, I don't want to go. He'll say it's anxiety, but really, he doesn't want to go. He'll, he'll, and because he's under age, one of the parents has to stay in the house with him. So it affects the whole family. So bear in mind, I don't teach a class. Mm. I do one-to-one work. Mm. I do group facilitation. I'm, I get all up in these people's lives, mm. their parents' lives, their brothers' lives, sisters' lives. Mm. There's one family whereby I'm mentoring two of their sons. There's three of their sons at the school, the older one and the, and the younger one. I mentor them, but automatically I've taken on the middle one because I'm not going to have any of those boys from that household misrepresent me. Do you get me? Mm-hmm. Like it literally, like I take pride in my job, so they're they're easier to deal with. But some of these youths, man, some of these these individual 14, 15 year old little mm-hmm. demon ridden youth, them, yeah. Sounds like you're the no. <laughs> no, do you know what? It it really does take you to to to, to places. You know, I had to tell my manager the other day. I said, no, last week sometime. I said I'm feeling overwhelmed, man. I feel like I'm gonna need a day off at some point. Like mm-hmm. I'm feeling overwhelmed. And for me, you know how I am. I will communicate. I will be like, cool, this is how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had to like regulate my sleep. That night, I remember going to bed super, super early and just trying to get myself realigned. But at this point, you can realign two, three times in a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Because these people have no boundaries yet. Do you, know, do you know, that reminds me of on a more physical aspect, yeah? Work wise, mm-hmm. you guys remind me of people that do night shifts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, the night no. shifts automatically turn weird. Not fam. 
Jeffy does that shit. Sorry, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> Zombie. Nah, because where is this? You know, with night shifts, because it's like antisocial. Like, it's inhumane, isn't it? You shouldn't be doing them. Now, because it's. It, you, your body's working when it should be resting when you're resting you're not really resting right. so you're always tired because you never really get to fully recharge That's it. and then there's just this vicious cycle where you're a bit tired and you go back to work then you're more tired during your resting and you go back to work and then you're a bit tired every time you rest like you're a bit yeah. more tired a bit yeah. more tired yeah. compound and that's what you guys are sounding like but more an emotional capacity definitely where it's like this just this fatigue this this it compounding yeah, interest of fatigue yeah. building up but for you, you guys it's more mental because with night shift and that usually it's physical like their health starts yeah. to deteriorate and all of that well, it's but, compound for the kids as well mm, so as they're building up mm, all of this fatigue mm, they give it to you mm, that's it and you take it in i had to tell one you the other day Ooh. i said listen you want to complain about teachers oh teachers picking on me and yeah, yeah i said when you come into this place moving all like princess and prince and this and that, yeah? And you're so entitled, and you're moving like an absolute yeah? And there's one teacher in the room and possibly two TAs, yeah? That's three adults in the room to 30 young, entitled little punks, okay? So you actually, and I didn't say that too, because I can't call them punks at work, you know what I mean? This is stupid for the podcast. <laughs> and- <laughs> So you said punk in your head. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah, I say yeah. more than that in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, listen, people know I love my job, but I love, I love where I work. I love, the, you know, it's great. But some, I'm a human being, and they come into school and they're talking all the all kinds hey, of to us. So I said, to this, I said to this one boy, I said, so you men come in and you chat rubbish to us, and you move different to us, and you're disrespectful to us. We'll be like, good morning, and you're walking past me like I stole your lunch money. Like you're actually tapped. You're actually tapped. I said. I'm not gonna take it as oh this teacher was picking on you. I'm gonna take it as you didn't get your way, so now you're sulking. I had to tell this other child, you know. I said I've got my foot on your neck, man, because you're a little manipulative child. Oh, but so but I said take that. Don't I said you better unfold your lip. You better unfold your lip. Oh, but so no, don't moan at me. Mm-hmm. Speak like with your normal voice. Oh, so basically, yeah. Right, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what Fraud! I thought. That's what I thought. He's a fraud. Yeah? Oh, sir. Oh, this teacher. I swear, yeah. Oh, this teacher's all picking on me, sir. I was like, mm, okay, I don't believe you, but okay, we had a big, big talk one Friday, yeah. Um, after we recorded the last episode, and then the following Friday, did I not see this boy? Yeah? First of all, he was running the hallway. We don't run in the hallways at school, okay? Just running through the hallway, right? And then he went and he shouts into a classroom that is in session, and then he run continues running. And I just called his name one time, and he stops like this, Uh-oh. and he turns around, and I said, I saw that. And then he tried to sort of like scurry along, like quickly, quickly, quickly. I went to the classroom and I said to the teacher, I said, two minutes before the bell goes, send this boy to my office. Mm. So he comes to my office and he sits down and I said, do you see what I was talking about? And I said, you say you get picked on, you're always trying to finesse people, and how dare you try and finesse me, I'm the only hope you have in this whole place. And I've said it before, be good to me, I'll protect you. But with me, I'm going to let any teacher give you as many detentions as they want. Feed your ass to the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> because, because I'm here for you. Yeah. So if you want to take me for a fool, and you want to make me, you know, sort of pit me against other members of staff, it's not happening. It's not happening. You're not going to put me against other members of staff because we're sick of all of you, actually. We're sick of all of you. Yeah, but we come here, most of us, because we love being here. 
It's a shame we can't just scrap kids, you know, just, just you know? scrap it out. Like, <laughs> just a quick scrap, like, oh, just run in your mouth. Like, just scrap it out and then, do you know what I mean? Spud each other. All right, cool, cool. But you know I, what? I broke though? your eye socket, but. <laughs> but you know what? You've got to understand it now. <laughs> a really positive thing, even though I'm, you know, I'm getting more and more tired, but one of the really good things is that, so the kids know not to mess with me. Like, it's just really standard knowledge, mm-hmm. right? Um, First of all, this coat does wonders, right? I can imagine. Because I don't take it off. Yeah. Right? So when I, when I walk through them, if I've got my beanie hat, yeah. the black one, and I've got the mask on, uh, it's, it's all mad. Blacked out, you know. Blacked out. Put and bass in your voice and you call them in it. Hey! <laughs> Why are you running? Yeah. Hey, I, you see that pace right there, yeah? Yeah. That's the teacher that you don't want to get in trouble well, with. Well, this is right? the thing. How, so, there was a guy called Mr. Edwards in yeah. Wyville. Yeah. Everyone was scared of him. He made a guy called Jermaine. Himself, <laughs> all he said to him, he leaned over to him and went, How dare you? Jermaine was shaking, and I just heard, No, so, 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 what I do is that when I when I clock that a kid is doing something that they're not supposed to be doing and they and they really go for it, right? Yeah. I, you know. Because of how I dress, even though I'm dressed smart, like when I take this thing off, I've got my, my, my turtleneck on, I've got my robes on, whatever. But because of what I'm covered up, they don't, they're not really thinking mm. much, whatever. And I see this kid, and sometimes I watch them for 30 seconds to a minute of them doing it. And I'll just go up to the chart, you know, and quietly, I'm like, and then you're going to tell me that you weren't doing it. And then you're going to tell me that it wasn't me, sir. And then you're going to tell me, yeah, check your CCTV, hoping that I don't call your bluff. You're going to, you, you're going to say, that you weren't doing what I just caught you doing. Just, and just looking around like, mm. you know, no, 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 eye contact. You were doing your stuff with your chest. Look at me with your chest. Come on, big man. There was a boy the other day, he was like cussing across the playground. Cussing. Yeah, boy, um, At my school, CDS stands for Central Detention System. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Cool. So if you say to them, cool, you're going to get a CDS for this. No, sir, no, sir. So this boy is cussing, cussing. Yeah, blank. This, this, this. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yo. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And then I just, and then he turns around and he sees me. He freezes. And then I just, with my two fingers, I said, just signal to me. Come here. Right? I said, let me hear you talking like that again. And he's staring at me. The boy is sweating. I said, let me hear you talking like that again on this playground. Uh, it, it was a joke. didn't ask for your opinion. <laughs> let me hear you talk like that again. I said, let me hear you talk like that one more time. Yeah. I'm going to dress you up in CDS. You're going to have more CDSs than shirts for the week. Please don't bring out Denzel Bars, bro. You won't be playing basketball. I have CDS. Ayo. We play basketball. That's CDS. Well, I'm finished with you. Yeah. Ayo. 24-23 hour lockdown. And so what started to happen now is that, yes, they know I'm tough. Um... And sometimes as well, I, I, I let myself be a bit humorous. If I'm, if I'm going in on someone, I let myself be a bit humorous or whatever. So they're laughing. So now, the kids who don't want to smoke with me, oh, sir, you're funny, you know. Oh, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah. All the, all the naughty, naughty children in year nine, now they come up to me. But afternoon, sir. Hi, sir. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So. You got it sweet. Yeah, it does give back some energy to me. Mm. Plus, also the fact that they know that you don't mess with me, but they can they can come to me. You got kids you would never expect knocking at my door, say, "Oh, sir, can I just leave for two minutes?" 
like these boys here yeah, who have been known to like react violently or whatever now before they choose violence they come and knock at my door mm. and i and for me that just makes it so worth it man you know and it makes me think back to all the men that i went to school with i'm like you guys weren't men mm. <laughs> yeah, it's for me the kids that are the most violent you know, normally lash out i'm the guy that puts out fires bro the way these kids just want physical contact mm-hmm. Sometimes man will pick up a table or something, all he wants to do is hug someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So more time on the person I said actually like, just give him a quick side and squeeze him. Mm-hmm. Just feel him relax. How old is he? What well, the ones I work with? Yeah. Them ones there like 12, 11. 12, 11? Yeah. Picking up tables. My my one oh, yeah, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My one my ones are older. Um and I don't know, some psychologically there's something about being in a school that I don't associate being in school with hugging anyone. Yeah. So might be an age thing as well. If they were younger. No, but no, because at, no, because at Brunch Brothers on Saturday, that was at the charity, and those boys and I have a very tactile interaction. Oh, you don't hug them? No, they do. That, that's what we do. That, that's the boys at the charity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll come in and they'll no, but I'm saying in school. No, I'm I don't saying hug them. If they were those kids' age. I'm saying if they were if they were like eleven, I'm saying you need to Yeah. I that's what I'm saying. I said no, but my, my kids are from eleven years old. Oh, you know how they're eleven years. I don't know. Oh, okay, fair enough. It just doesn't occur to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah, occur yeah. to me. Plus also And it might make you look soft in front of the others. No, I'm, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> no, that's the thing, I'm not worried about that at all. Um it's just I just don't feel in a school setting it's just not appropriate. Mm. And I'm not talking about like uh misconduct. I get you. It's just yeah. That's not what we're here to do. I just thought, yeah, I, I just. It's a lot less academic and more nurturing, that's what it is. Mm. Right, right. Because I was going to say, no, when I say not make you look like a punk, like, yeah, yeah. really what I'm saying is the way you set yourself and the way they look at you, uh-huh. um, they may, they may, just because they're kids, mm. they're not, they, they may not be able to comprehend the strength or what, what's required in terms of you providing comfort. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So if you're a person that brings stability to them, and then the, the the messages can be that the wires can get crossed a bit. Do you get what I'm saying? I think some for some people some people I do get what you're saying. For some mm. kids it can be that way, but for me that's my whole life everywhere with yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah. I'm an anomaly from the beginning all mm. the way through to the middle, and I will be that t- until the end. It's interesting because you're such a hugger. Yeah. So it's interesting that in school we, no one even knows. Mm. Not the kids, no. Know. No. And. And kids hang off me sometimes. Right? So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so calm. Sir. Yeah. yeah. No, I, but the thing is, I think they know deep down because they literally they'll come to my door. Some girl, but she got brave yesterday though. She tried to get me to lie for her about something. And then not day first today, right? And so when she's like, okay, sir, were you, were you in early today? I said, yes, I was. But before everyone, I said, yes, I was. She goes, okay, cool. So, sir, I need you to tell me so and so that I was. And out loud with her. I said, what? <laughs> what? You want me to lie? You want me to lie for you? <laughs> she said, shh, shh. <laughs> and I was, and I was like, kids is so fun. <laughs> and, I, and I started making these noises. Just like, I was like, ah, ah. And she tries to talk, and I'm like, ah. And also these kids are watching me and they're thinking, wow, this man is tapped. Because actually, because <laughs> when it's time for line up, you know, line up. Everyone, line up. <laughs> I'll be having my mask on. This guy's a nutcase, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, 
I've been having my mask on here. And that's the name from just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, yesterday, I just heard a kid say, oh my God, don't mess with Sarah. <laughs> that must have gave you a good chuckle inside. I was busting up because I'm thinking I'm a hugger. I'm very, I'm very warm and like, you know, I'm very marshmallowy. Do you get me? And I'm proud of that, you know, because well, actually, me being the way I am, I can, I present as kind of rough sometimes, but when, when people get closer, they realize that, you know, if they allow themselves to, I can, I can soften them. It's interesting because sometimes you have to play a bluff or be a fraud to get a message across. Because, wait, the reason why I say that, yeah, is there are times where I'm not actually angry. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I've got to be angry just so they get the message that uh, yeah. that's not acceptable. Yeah. And I'm not angry. Like, yeah. I'm not even angry, but yeah. I've got to raise the stakes because clearly they're not taking what I'm saying seriously because yeah. I'm not putting any emotions behind it and all of that yeah. because I'm not, like, emotionally bothered by it. But I am bothered by it. Like, I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. It's not acceptable. But I say, nah, it's not acceptable. That don't run. But then when they're not listening, I... I'm not angry, but I'll fake. Yeah. I'll be like, bro, no, don't be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. run that whole thing, and then, bro, I didn't know it was like that. Yes, it is, man. It is. I'm like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that with the play fights. Yeah. I'm like the play fights when the kids are play fighting. We have a no play fighting policy, mm-hmm. and quite frankly, I don't actually care if they play fight or not. But what I do care about is that if someone does get hurt and I'm there, then I'm gonna fill out paperwork, mm-hmm. and I'm not here for it. So. Teachers and this paperwork thing as well. It's, 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 it's long. It's actually very long, yeah? Because you're going to deal with liars as well. And then you're going to watch CCTV and then CCTV proves that what you saw is what you saw and the kids are going to now have to retract and then rewrite. And you just got to be there for the whole process. Not here for it. So, I say to the kids, you're going to stop play fighting. Why don't we play fight? Oh, because we get serious as we are. I can get exactly. Why, why aren't we going to play fighting? Oh, because we're not, we're not allowed. And should you even be touching each other in this place? No, no, we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I'll tell you what, if this gets serious and I'm seen to be on site, I'm going to get asked to, to, to fill out paperwork. Tell me, do you think it's going to work out in your favour if I have to fill out paperwork because you didn't follow the rules? No, 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 sir. All right, then. So now I have to do less, sh- less shouting. I don't even have to shout. Now if I'm in the hallway and they just see me, they fix up. Today a kid threw a bottle, like just like this, at another kid. And they saw me just come around the corner kind of thing. And like the kid picked up that bottle so quick, mm-hmm. I kid the other day dropped a bin and then ran all the way around the playground, yeah, <laughs> like a big bin, right? And then because I saw what he did, and I was sort of like in, 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 in sort of like the triangular point, right? The bin's there, he's there, so I just circle around so slowly, and I just landed in front of him and I said, "We're going to pick that bin up," and he said, "It wasn't me." I said, "Oh, I was watching the whole thing." <laughs> I said, you even tripped just over there. You know something about you? Why hey, you're a man. <laughs> you say, I am going to man <laughs> you more than you ever. <laughs> man- <laughs> and then so they'll go, oh, but it wasn't even me though. And then the other kids are like, oh, so I was I said, you, you're going to help. Pick up the bin. Go on. Come on, both of you boys. Hands in. Come on, come on. And other teachers just looking at me, they're busting up in the background. Like, I feel like we're our own, our own yeah, clique, yeah, yeah, like yeah. in the playground, because the other teachers and the TAs, they're like, they're like, oh my God, they're busting up. They're, this is so funny. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, they're, they're chosen hope, they're messiah. <laughs> they turn to you. <laughs> when there's war, the, you know, the big bad bullies, 
I'm gonna have to call in the big guns. <laughs> and then by the time I go back to where the teachers are, we're just busting up because I was never angry. Mm. It's just the thing of like you will understand that why would you tip over a bin? Mm. Why would you throw a bottle at somebody? Mm. Today I I um these two boys were literally kicking each other in the shins on purpose. I said, You're not you're not deer on the plains. You're not. You're not you're not llamas, like neck wrestling. What are you doing? You're not rams headbutting one another. There's civilization here. Like, and they, they do this. And I, I, I'm dumbfounded. I'm utterly dumbfounded. And kick each other in the shin. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, only boys are dumb enough to do that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's that's, a, that's another test. I'm like, guys, do you know that you're going to need these legs yeah. in a few years' time? Yeah. I don't know, just a thought. Just a thought. No, because we used to do, when I look back, like, we used to play bang for bang and choke each other, all sorts of stuff. So, and it's dumb, like, we just, for some reason, we needed to get out all this energy and stuff, like. I feel like it's normal. Like, yeah, fuck it. I don't know, man. Even in the animal kingdom. No, it is normal. Right? It is normal, yeah. But what we're trying to do is obviously teach these kids at the time and place and, yeah. and also channeling. Yeah. Channeling is it because when I was a kid, oh my god, in in, in, in Zimbabwe, in Shona, they call it Chikudo. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, ah, what about Chikudo? Yeah, they're just like playing around, they're play fighting. Yeah. Right? Um, and even back then. If you do chikudo with your brothers, somebody is going to cry. Mm-hmm. Bro, like no, but that's when you like... stop. You don't know when to Bro, stop till someone stop cries. Though. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So what it is is that I agree. It's absolutely normal. If no one cries, you continue till someone yes. cries. It's like, okay, okay, but we, we yeah. don't tell mom, don't tell mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so my thing is that like, at, at the very least, yeah, it's like we need to, especially because these kids have grown. They're like 13, 14 now. Like we need to be talking about channeling. That should be a normal thing. Mm-hmm. That should be a normal conversation. Um, so for me, not only obviously am I just trying to like implement the rules and stuff because actually I don't want to do the paperwork. I'll be so dead to be honest. My line manager knows how much I hate paperwork, um, and I think it's miraculous that I even stay on top of it. And it's done neatly, properly. No dilly that, no dilly dallying, no 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 frills. None of that, none of that. Do it properly. It's done. It, boom. Like last week, I remember sitting down with like a pile of folders. Managers like looking through them. He's like, cool, all right, you know. Um, so for me, it's like I want to do my best at that at that job so if i'm gonna see kids play fight i don't really care about it like that but it's part of it's part of the message we're trying to put across and also you know branch brothers is about channeling mm. speaking of which guys yesterday i had a session with year eight boys so uh, for, for all the audience uh, listening i have two cohorts of year seven and year eight boys right mm. huh I have two cohorts. You weren't supposed to say that. <laughs> I've got two cohorts, one in year seven, one in year eight. Um, so I'm working with the year eight boys um, at the moment, and then the year seven boys will start after the half term. So yesterday, these, these, year, um, these year eight boys were just talking about the, the benefits of being able to have Bunch Brothers as a place to channel. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can definitely tell you, and these are two Asian boys, two black boys, right? One of the boys is from the Caribbean. One of the black boys from the Caribbean. The other one is from um, Africa. I, I believe he's Somali. And then the other two boys are from Bangladesh. And all four of these boys were in in the consensus that this space is good to allow them to express their emotions. And one of them, I told, I did, I talked about this on a previous episode. One of those boys' mum was the one who was like, well, you know, good luck getting anything out of him. You know, he's withdrawn anyway. 
And you know, they're just like that at that age. Did she say that in front of them? No, 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 she didn't oh, say that in front of them, but she said it to me. She probably said it before, she's not confident. Yeah. Yeah, she said it to me. Because hearing that as a child, you then start to think. Right, yeah. right. So whichever one of those two boys out of the four, whichever one of those two boys is, is her son, she will be really shocked to find out that all of those boys, when, I, when they're doing the worksheet style design, they are absolutely going for it. They're talking the things. They, they do the mantra, you know, um, I appreciate your honesty and I respect your courage to be open. They do that with each other. And when I go and visit some of their classes, these boys in between Brunch Brothers sessions, these boys are like, so when do we have Brunch Brothers? They're so gassed for it. And these are boys who kick each other's shins. <laughs> and and no, that is so uh, funny, uh, you know. You, you know that's creativity my brother so, i'm paying now to get my shins kicked you know so i i really find, have found that channeling is is really really what this whole thing's about saturday what we did there was a fantastic channel channeling session uh you know and because everybody was willing everybody was open um it really encouraged the younger boys as well to be present um one of the young men spoke about you know having been sent back to africa you know, because he was moving mad over here. Mm. That conversation and for him to hear that all the men, all the grown men talk about where they've been and what their troubles are. For him, he's thinking, Fuck. all I had to do was go and pattern up in Africa. Mm. And I actually appreciate that, mm. you know? So there's so many amazing things. Um, he was young as well. Very. Exactly, exactly. Very, very young, young boy. So um, audience, we're going to be expanding Brunch Brothers a lot more. Saturday was just the beginning. Um, shout out to Chips. Christian International Peace Service who have um, agreed to 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 fund the Brunch Brothers program throughout the summer. We're going to be doing it every other every other Saturday, and we will be collaborating with other organisations, getting young men to come and join us around the table to eat some food and talk about some real stuff. Um, it's kind of like an extended kind of, you know version of the podcast, and I, I absolutely am so excited for it. We will be setting up a GoFundMe page because it's time to bring Brunch Brothers Foundation to full scale organization level so if you want to if you want to support them please you know you can go to any of our social medias or go to brunch brothers foundation on instagram and you can find out how to support there uh, it's a very exciting time things are moving forward and they're moving forward fast um the truth of the matter is that in the background life is flogging me differently like i'm just getting slapped left right and center by real life and i want to be so real and transparent about that but the reason why i say it now is because all them songs that we hear that talk about how it gets worse before it gets better it's darkest before the dawn you know there's, there's the rain before the sunshine all that stuff it is true it is true but you have to take away the poeticism away from it and understand that this is real and this is what it really feels like and if you can really shift your perspective and look at what is being produced you know for me personally at the school i can see and feel impact uh, i can appreciate it good relationships with the parents in the community, Brunch Brothers is being taken on by more entities and more people are interested to work with us. Um, and again, I'm, I'm so honored and privileged to have the team that I have with me here today, you know, because we've formed such a special bond that, you know, I was having a great time doing this before, but now I'm having a phenomenal time. So I guess my mindful moment for this evening is going to be make sure that you check your perspective when you're working hard and you're doing what you need to do and you're faced with your challenges and you have to decide between ash and gold every single day, you have to check the perspective 
and understand that not only are you standing to gain some great benefits from the hard work that you're doing, but somebody somewhere is always and will always be watching you. Sam? After that, I don't have anything to say. What? Yeah. <laughs> you need a man, but I just had to protect your energy, man. Yeah. Protect your energy. Mm -hmm. All those people that want you to bend to their will. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. Seniority. Yeah. yeah. Your authentic self. It's not gonna mm -hmm. work. Jeffrey, do you want to share any any takings? No, no, no. You ain't got any thoughts. No, 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 no. Is it? Nice. Eds, you want to chime in before we shut down? Um, I just want to say that a lot of people need much brothers right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that we're going to be expanding and helping more people realize themselves. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. My God, I've missed you boys. <laughs> we just missed the week. We just, we just missed the week, but it's like, so, so far, since we started the series, we've only, we've only missed two days of recording and it was, and it was always pre-planned. But like, when I, when I missed that Saturday, I should know that, no, the Thursday, the, the first Thursday we missed, we had lunch anyway. Yeah, I'm dramatic, I'm dramatic. We need to go back to the group chat, bro. <laughs> Uh, yeah. The other day. I mean, it doesn't nullify my <laughs> Nollywoodness. <laughs> I'm very Jermaine. Well, I'm just highlighting you are. That's it. <laughs> if I say you love chicken, I don't mean I don't. <laughs> we know you love that chicken. I'm just highlighting you love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, you're Jermaine. I've, I've, I've read in so many comments uh, and like messages that moments like this is why people like watch listening to the show mm. <laughs> because you just you don't know where the conversation is gonna go mm. someone's gonna say something mm. you know anyway as i always say ladies and gentlemen um and otherwise i i just thank you for your loyalty thank you for sticking with us thank you for listening share spread it um people need it send it to your dad because he's probably toxic Mm. Um, <laughs> you know it's funny when you say it's probably toxic I, I said in my head yeah send it to that send it to your brothers who don't want to look inward mm, share it with your younger brothers and show them that this you know this is how real men talk in it you know we, we we open up the you know the cage and, and, and let the emotions out and uh, so far I've only been reaping benefits and mm. um, I can sleep at night you know, and I've forged some fantastic relationships because of this journey. So, yeah, man, share the thing and uh, follow us on Instagram, Brunch Brothers Foundation, um, Johnny Kingdom, um, Oga Samuel, and Kinetic Control. You already know how it's spelled, but we'll put it in the description below. Um, thank you so much for listening. I've been a Johnny. Idris Kazito. Samuel Williams. <laughs> <laughs> And you have been tuned in to Brunch Brothers, the podcast. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time.